Hello, everybody. As usual, we come on this little program, this YouTube presentation, and we don't know what we're going to say. We have some ideas. We've got some good ideas this time, I think. So much to cover. They're adjusting the cameras here. Okay. Get it under control over there. So, so I asked I asked Martin to uh, start the show here, mm -hmm. and uh, I may read from Psalms one nineteen to continue where we left off. And we've got the subject of what is that hairbrain? What's this stuff here? The hairbrain idea you had here? lately. Yeah, one of those things. Right. <laughs> That's amazing. The Lord takes these things. These, these strange things. He blesses the simple mm -hmm. and confounds the wise. Mm -hmm. Isn't that something? That's his art form. That's his art form. That's just the wonderful power of God. Right. Eh? That's wonderful. So much so that Jesus you know, took time out to thank him for that specific thing. Yeah. In appreciation. That's what God appreciates. Yeah. Is the simple coming out on top. Yeah. Yeah, I thank thee, O Father, mm -hmm. in heaven, right? For so it seemed right in your eyes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, you know, in other words, I really appreciate what you're doing here. Yeah. This is what I desire. Yeah. Yeah. And you see all these know-it-alls getting confounded. You've hid these things from the wise and prudent and right. revealed them unto babes, and for so it seemed good in your sight. And then he sets up these people who shouldn't know any better. You know, yeah. They were even saying of the disciples, you know, like, aren't these fishermen? Like, what is going on around right, here? Right, right. I thought we ran the show. Yeah. And then finally, when they were filled with the Spirit of God, and they were out there preaching against the law of the uh, establishment, mm -hmm. there they were, and they had known that the disciples um, hadn't had any schooling, mm -hmm. and yet it seemed like they were quite wise and educated. Mm -hmm. They, they marveled at the transformation that the, these guys experienced. The, the, the sound mind that Paul talks about. Amen. Yeah, we've not been given the spirit of fear, but of, of love and power and sound mind. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah, yeah. And then there are some people who may have a, experienced a touch of God, and they get running off with it. Mm-hmm. Eh? Suddenly they're... Like they used to say to me in in, in, <laughs> in high school and in my band there, and I guess they were kind of teasing me too. Give a Ukrainian a fur coat and he thinks he's King Kong. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There is some truth to that. Yeah, it doesn't take much before they feel pretty important. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Well, Martin, did you want to start anywhere? Did you have anything that you wanted to say? Well, I mean, we've we've grazed shaved the hair subject, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> we can get into that. Um, maybe we should continue with Psalm 119, where we left off, seeing as how people were asking about that. And, uh, and I, I always wanted to get back to it, but we haven't been around for, what, a couple months? Month and a half? No, it's been longer than that, I think. Longer than that? Really? Three months? Wow. Three months. There it is. Wow, wow. A lot has happened. Mm -hmm. A lot of water has gone under the bridge during that time. And um, uh, I'll tell you that we 
every one of us were under the weather, so to speak. I'm not going to get into details, and uh, but uh, we all had a bout of of uh, weakness and and really fatigue and whatever else. Mm -hmm. And uh, for my part, <coughs> I feel like I've and this goes for Maryland too. It was like we've been kind of sluggish or uh, fatigued for two, three years. It builds up. Long before the COVID began. Of course, that began in 2019, so we're talking that kind of time. But just feeling this tiredness, and I've felt it over, over quite a few years. And now, and I wouldn't have known that, it kind of creeps up on you. And then now, with the, that we've had a, a recent bout of illness. I guess you can call it that. Yeah. Um, I feel like I'm feeling better now than I did for a few years. And, and we didn't take any kind of medication or whatever, not even, not even generally the ordinary natural stuff that we might want to take. Or what they call natural. Sure, right. And it's, uh, it's, it's been a blessing to us. Mm-hmm. And it's been a lesson that the Lord's brought home to me many, many times, where, where you don't have to be afraid of these evil things. Uh, the Lord brings them, or has the enemy applied them, however way you want to look at it, he's, he's at the top, mm -hmm. the buck stops with him, and you're better for it. And, and you know, it, it's like, it's hard to even determine it as evil. Right. It's just. It's just. Like, how do you how do you define evil? You know, it it's seems which like, end of the. Yeah, it seems like an unpleasant thing to have to tackle a cleanup project that you're not quite excited to face. Right. And there's lots of <laughs> grueling work involved sometimes, mm -hmm. and it's not always pleasant. But you know, it's not. I wouldn't call the cleanup process evil. It's just maybe right. unpleasant. Yeah. And you know, yeah. I think you're using the word a little bit looser, but that's mm -hmm. that's what happens. You you clean up. Yeah. You you reach a threshold with any yeah. house. Room, sure. storage, sure. your body, any system, any business, any government. Right. Well, it's like your workshops here, here on the farm. Mm -hmm. You know, you use them and you use them and use them, and they just accumulate a bunch and of. Degree get and you get congested and you slow down. And yeah. Right. And you don't, you're not quite as efficient in that environment, and then one day you decide to just roll up your sleeves and walk in there and just clean and tidy everything up and. Well, no other work is getting done for a week or two. Right. Right. And and you get it all cleaned up. Now, now it's nice and fresh again. Mm -hmm. the, way, the way it was, or better, probably better, right? Because you've got more experience and you know more where things need to be. Exactly. And it's just, it, it's an improvement. So, to me, really, that's the way I'm seeing what what has happened to us, mm -hmm. and it's happened to every one of us here. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm just expressing what Marilyn and I experienced and felt and talked about. Uh, I haven't talked too much about uh, how you guys have felt and and, the, and uh, how you compare it to how you've been feeling for a while. But there it is. So it's, it's been a, it's a, been a blessing of the Lord. Physical, spiritual, the whole yeah, works. Yeah. It's a universal principle. Yeah. And yeah, every now is. and again you need to purge. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think we'll, we'll just continue with some of the... Uh, is there anything else I need to say about just what, what's been happening with us? People have kind of wondered, well, what's going on? Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't been hiding on you. Well, you can't just, things, things you can't just get on the camera and start making stuff up. That's right. 
or, or turning it into some kind of religious work where it's like, well, right. we better get a video craft right. out before yeah. so-and-so. Yeah, it's that time of week or time of right. life or, or whatever. Right, or people will be expecting something right. or whatever. Right, right. Yeah, and I've had those thoughts, you know, like maybe these people are wondering and they want something. And I'd like to, believe me, I would like to share so much with everybody. Mm -hmm. I would. And, and yet I'm, I'm held back oftentimes. I'm held back. And, you know, you can say, well, that's Victor's excuse for having nothing to offer or to say or whatever. You, you get all of the accusations, and that's okay. That's not but they're like, problem. But they're like mosquitoes. It's not like you can kill yeah, all the mosquitoes. Right. You can't that's swat right. them all. Right. They're always there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They'll always be there until the Lord doesn't want them anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Um, sometimes he sends a mosquito just to get swatted, too. That's true. Yeah, so he's got it in for certain mosquitoes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, amen. And I like to think at times, Martin, that we're the swatters. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You do like good. swatting. I do. Yes. I do like swatting. <laughs> that's all right. Now, let's see. Where are we? Um, what verse did we leave off at? We left off at ninety-six. Ninety-seven. Yeah, you're. So the next one's ninety-seven. Yeah. Uh, and one of the reasons why I wanted to read this psalm some time ago is because there's so much in it that is, it's it's wonderful. It's just really wonderful. And uh, obviously, the flesh. We know that the flesh hates the law. Man, basically speaking, you know, we can refer to the flesh, but it's man. It's us. It's man. It's us. Yeah. We hate the law. We hate the commandments of God. And when you come to the place where you love his commandments, where you, where you like, like the way David talks about it, because I think it's David who wrote Psalm mm -hmm. 119. He, he, it would have to be. The law thrilled him. He, he just so enjoyed it. He delighted in it. And that's the God nature. That's the Christ uh, spirit in us that causes us to love, love the scriptures, to love his law, his testimonies, his ordinances, right? It's wonderful. And that's, that's, that's where I'm at with the scriptures. I just, when I read Psalm 119, I just, I'm really refreshed. I, I love what, what is said here. And it starts off in, in, in uh, verse 97, how I love your law, how I love your law. What a wonderful, stupendous expression mm -hmm. of his feelings, his attitude mm -hmm. towards God's law, his word, right? It's wonderful. I think about it all day long. Mm -hmm. What do a lot of people think about? Anything but? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't you say? It's not Anything an but? Anything but? Yeah. And here he says, I think about it all day long. And I, I know that I think about a lot of other things, but I know that in there working in me is still that law. I mm -hmm. keep thinking about the law. I keep thinking about the Lord. It's there. It's just there. I don't, I don't try to make it happen. And I don't have prayer vigils or Bible studies or, or whatever to try and remind me or to make me, make me love God's law. It's just there. It's like and it's not me doing it. It's not me doing it. I'm not, I'm not making it happen because I'm a good guy. I'm right. not making it happen because I'm religious. It's just there. And that's what the Lord is after for all of us. Am I... Am I um, just an angel here all the time? There's no way. I, I have my feelings and my stupid thoughts and regrets and uh, impatience about things, but still there's that abiding 
presence of the Lord. It's there. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't, doesn't the scripture say, Paul said to some of the saints there, he says, uh, our lives are hid in Christ. Outwardly, you're not going to know. You're not going to see. You may see some things, depending mm-hmm. on how much discernment you have. Mm-hmm. But it's... Uh, it's not about the... It's uh, a mystery. Yeah, and, and, and <coughs> you know, what you're saying is like somebody can come along and you can see somebody. And obviously, I think that if you, if you also love the Lord, you'll notice when somebody else does. Yes. That's evident. Yes. But generally speaking, they're not the one that's going to stick out in the community as, oh, wow, now that is just one. He was such a good man. He was such a, he was right. just such a good Christian sort. He, right. was, he was always doing the right thing. Most of the time, the general population is going to be like, I hate that son of a bitch. Yeah. You know, what's, he's always being such a nuisance. He's always bringing up right and wrong. He's always making everything difficult. Right. Nobody's, your stance with the Lord is going to be hidden from everybody. Yes. Yeah. Well, I had a woman not long ago walk by our place, and she didn't know my window was open. She's walking down the road. She says, there's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shout out to Angela. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Hey, I'm the devil to her. Right. For sure. Oh, let's go on here. Okay. Your commandment is with me all the time. That's what I just finished saying. Your commandment is with me all the time. I want to do his will. Any, any person who's born again, who, who loves the Lord, they want to do his will all the time. They may falter. They may mm-hmm. screw up. They might have uh, setbacks of some sort, but they do want to do it's, his will. It's like a destination. Absolutely, yes, that's your, right. Your eyes are set on the destination. And there's a lot of people that are appearing to do the right thing while heading to a completely different destination of their yeah. own choosing. Yeah. And then there's lots of other people who are set on heading towards the right destination. And there's lots of screw-ups along the way. But, like, that's their... Yes. Though a righteous man falls seven times. Right. Yet the hand of the Lord upholds him. There's no giving up on that. You're not going to get credit and glory for it. Right. There's none coming to you. Right. It's his work. Right. Yeah. We get all the blame and he gets all the fame. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you and go. And it's all rightly so. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, it's a setup, yeah. that's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Look, uh, there's, there's a lot of value in, in keeping God's commandments. It says, your commandment is with me all the time and makes me wiser than my enemies. Isn't that a nice place to be? Mm-hmm. Wiser than your enemies? Mm-hmm. Wow. They can't take advantage of you so easily that way, can they? Mm-hmm. Right? I understand more than all my teachers. Mm-hmm. And we have teachers everywhere in many ways. Experts. Yeah, experts. <laughs> right. <laughs> what did I say about experts? That they're the most dangerous entity here on earth? The right. experts, oh, yeah. and they are for sure. I'm not kidding. Right, it's the experts. You get your PhD or just your Bachelor yeah. of Arts, Masters, what have you. You get your special papers, and and they think that they think they're King Kong, right? Any, anybody helpful with a PhD is helpful in spite of their PhD. Yes, and there are those who can for have sure. some papers, and they have sense. They they've applied common sense, knowledge, mm-hmm. reason. Whereas the others rest on their laurels, is that how the saying goes? Mm-hmm. They just, I've got my papers and I've had my 
20 years. Yep. Now hand over my deserved respect, please. Yeah, exactly. I've got it coming to me. Yeah, even right? some of these, even some of these preacher men. I've got a couple Absolutely. letters behind their name, yes. and that's Dr. So-and-so to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Lord, he hates that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I understand uh, more than all my teachers because I meditate on your instructions. We need to hear and, and learn and know what the Lord mm -hmm. wants. Mm -hmm. And how are you going to do that? You have to pay attention. You got to pay attention, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have greater. I'm reminded of one YouTube video that we put out <laughs> where we're using a flashlight yeah. to, to shine on our words here because it was kind of dark and well, we, didn't, uh, we have didn't have the sunlight that we had right, at that weird. time. Smaller print, which is what this is, but that's okay. Um, I have greater wisdom than old men because I obey your commands. I used to think, you know, when I first was was um, born again, in the in the first years following, I used to seek older men to see what they would have to say, and they didn't have much to say. They didn't have much to say, and we've come to that place, place, state in this world, where uh, it, it's almost like the Lord has turned everything to foolishness, and we had to or close it off from us so that we could seek him and, and learn from him. And that was, I'm just saying, it, it's reminding me of Jesus when he was 12 there. Right. And he's yeah. the son of David. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there he is. Yeah. And he, he it was exactly like that. He knew more than all the teachers. Yeah. He knew more than the aged. Yeah, yeah. I have avoided all evil conduct because I want to obey your word. I have not neglected your instructions. You know, like, people make excuses for, for their evil conducts. Well, I just can't help it. I just can't help it. I just can't help it. But what does the word say? Here's the guy saying, I have avoided all evil conduct. Mm -hmm. That where there's a will, there's a way. Mm -hmm. And the Lord will make that way. If he doesn't want you to sin against him, then you will not be sinning against him if you're relying on him. Mm -hmm. But if you want to have, you have your cake and eat it too, or eat it and have it too, Mm -hmm. Can't be done. Doesn't work. Just doesn't work. It's like the example that you just mentioned near the beginning. Uh, you have both good and evil. You have a person with, like, uh, Samson or Samuel. They had long hair, right? Mm -hmm. And they had to abstain from the fruit Pretty of the vine. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any any strong alcohol essentially yeah, yeah yeah so how did you put that that God doesn't mix both good and evil well, I was saying that that um, I mean this is obviously going to a whole other subject for a right, moment right but just uh, but, but just generally speaking that um, if if long hair is such an obvious shame mm -hmm. then then why was the Lord mixing what was an obvious shame as a requirement for Samson and Samuel right and mix it with uh, a, a purity of sorts from right. pleasure right he doesn't he doesn't do that sort of right. thing. Right, yeah. I have not neglected your instructions. For you yourself are my teacher. He's, he's speaking to the Lord. How sweet is the taste of your instructions. How sweeter, sweeter even than honey. I gain wisdom from your laws, and so I hate all bad conduct. 
right? You, and the next section here, the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet, uh, is these, the people in the Good News Bible title it Light from the Law of the Lord. Light from the Law of the Lord. Your word is a lamp to guide me and a light for my path. You want to know where to go? You want to know what to do? You want to know how to act yourself, how to conduct yourself anywhere? doesn't matter, matter whether it's among the heathen or, or among the saints or in your family or whoever. Mm -hmm. You want to know, you want to have that light, it's the law of the Lord. I will keep my solemn promise to obey your just instructions. My sufferings, Lord, are terrible indeed. It wasn't, he wasn't going to have a joy ride, right? It wasn't going to be a great time. Your sufferings, my sufferings, Lord, are terrible indeed. Keep me alive as you have promised. And this could have been during the time when David was being chased down mm -hmm. by Saul. I don't know. But he, he had a tough, tough life. And if I can interject, when, yeah. he's, when he's talking about your word, I think that religiously gets interpreted as the Bible right. for most people. Right. And while that's obviously included, yes. it is not limited to that. Right. Because otherwise you're basically writing off the idea of my sheep hear my voice. Right. Yeah. And after all, he had to write this. Right. Right, so it yeah. wasn't in existence in the letter yet. Until Some he had heard from until, the Lord. Yes, that's right. That's mm. where it begins. Exactly. And the Bible is all about testimonies of how we have a relationship with God and how he speaks, how we hear him, mm -hmm. how we experience him mm -hmm. in this world. Right? Not in the hereafter. Here, now. Mm -hmm. It's a hereafter, all right, but it's a hereafter that's here now mm -hmm. because we have that relationship, mm -hmm. because the Lord is with us. Mm -hmm. And, 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 and so all these people, the prophets and the apostles, they wrote, they wrote these things out of an experience with God. They heard his voice. That's the way it works. It's a testimony of the Lord and their relationship with the Lord. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yes, like you say, it's more than just reading, reading the letter. Yeah, it's, it's far more alive. Than, and when you're asking the Lord, then you have to hear him. And that word that he gives you, that direction, and it comes from all kinds of places, people, situations. You can, yeah. hear, you can hear the word of the Lord through somebody else speaking to you. Yes. You can hear the word of the Lord as you're, you're meditating quietly. Yeah. You can hear him while you're doing something mundane and you didn't expect to hear anything at all. Right. Yeah. And, and, and you can open the scriptures and have your answer on the first page. Mm -hmm. it's, it's, he's not limited to any medium of communication no at all. No limitation with God. You can... You can yeah. You've had false prophets receive the word from the Lord. Mm -hmm. yeah. Balaam, mm -hmm. right? And God has spoken through other persons that were not believers, and he has said, he has said things through them. Mm -hmm. There was Nebuchadnezzar. He was back and forth, right? He heard the Lord's voice. He received the Lord's chastening. Cyrus. And he spoke in return to him. He did. Yeah. Now I know yeah. that you are the one who brings up empires and Amen. brings them down again. Amen. Amen. He had an acknowledgement. God sends dreams and visions to unbelievers. There was the Pharaoh. And Nebuchadnezzar. And Nebuchadnezzar. That's right. That's right. So uh, anybody that hears from the Lord, don't get too cocky, huh? And the wise men. Eh? Mm -hmm. yeah, don't get too cocky. Exactly. That's and where you're really asking for trouble. And, and you know, because you might have somebody and they receive a word from the Lord, they receive an answer, yeah. and then people yeah. begin thinking that that's somehow some conduit to God, or right. once you have that experience that that person, the person themselves is reputable or trustworthy. Yeah. yeah. 
and you know, the, the wise men, they weren't necessarily straightforward people. They weren't, they, were, they, they weren't necessarily believers yeah. being called from a far off land. Right. I don't know whether they were or not. I, I would say they were, but uh, maybe what you're saying is that they don't have that. Maybe we don't know exactly how, how deep into the Lord. And well, they believed, they believed what they heard. And, sure. were, and were brought to know more. Yes. But it wasn't about them and their righteousness. Right. That's right. That's and right. You can hear things, and it doesn't. It's what you do with it. That's right. It's not the knowledge you have, or how much you know, or how much it's you've what heard. you do, or wh what you've heard. It's what you do with what you know. And the word of the Lord says in the scriptures comes to try us. Mm hmm. Think about that for a while. Mm hmm. Where am I here? Yeah, I gain wisdom from your laws, and so I hate all bad conduct. Your word is a lamp to, to, to guide me and a light for my path. I will keep my solemn promise to obey your just instructions. My sufferings, Lord, are terrible indeed. Keep me alive as you have promised. Accept my prayer of thanks, O Lord, and teach me your commands. I am always ready to, to risk my life. I have not forgotten your law. Wicked men lay a trap for me, but I have not disobeyed your commands. You lay your life on the line when you start to obey the Lord mm -hmm. and walk by faith. You lay your life on the line. You have a lot to lose, anything in this world. But you're, you're, if you're faithful, you're going to be trading your, your bunch of gems and pearls for the big one. Mm -hmm. And that's what counts. And your peanuts, too. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It says here, wicked men lay a trap for me, but I have not disobeyed your commands. Mm -hmm. I'm not, I'm not going to try and save myself. I'm not going to try and keep myself. This is far more important. There's a lot more at stake here. Mm -hmm. and, and the Lord has to give you the courage, the faith, the strength to do that. But if that's what you're after, that's what you'll have. He'll, he'll, give give, you. he'll give it to you. That's right. He's faithful. Mm -hmm. He's faithful. If you tell me that you're asking the Lord earnestly for something, for goodness, for obedience, for repentance, or any of that, and you don't have that, it doesn't come to you? It's your fault. It's your fault. It's not God's fault or anybody else's. They can, they can condemn us for teaching the law and sending them to Mount Sinai over the cliff. Right, getting caught up in legalism, et cetera, et cetera. What's legalism? Do people know what legalism is? They throw about these, these terms, these definitions. They don't know what legalism is. What is legalism? It's trusting in the law to save yourself, isn't it? Right. Yeah, and they, they intentionally um, confuse people by switching out um, the word lawfulness for legalism. Yes. And so they, see somebody, they see somebody being lawful. And they call it legalism. But lawfulness is obedience. It's not legalism. Well, they keep Sunday, which is man's commandment, going back to Constantine. Right. All right? And they're under grace. No legalism here, but they're keeping that law. It was a law. Constantine didn't just throw out a grace right. and say, hey, anybody that doesn't keep Sunday is worthy of death, and anybody that keeps the Sabbath is worthy of death. Mm -hmm. He came straight out and said it. Right? Isn't that something? Yeah. But I keep God's law. Right? Why? And you're a legalist. Because I'm a legalist? And they're, they're legalistically keeping man's law. Yeah. 
and criticizing you for being lost. How amazing is that? For sure. Um, and then if you give them the Bible and ask them to show you where it is that God says keep Sunday or that changed from Saturday to Sunday, they're, they're clueless. They don't have a, they, they scramble for little tidbits and try to twist them around a little to what, prove? And yet, like somebody once pointed out, if, it, if there was such a change made in a law, or any one of the commandments, which mm. the Lord said would never change, there, there would have been a huge uproar. Well, there was, uh, there was already a significant uproar over circumcision. Yes, absolutely. And that was an outward manifestation, and it wasn't one of the Ten Commandments. That's right, it wasn't one of the Ten Commandments. And That's right. And so then how is it that all the believers in Jerusalem made no mention of the day of the week changing no kidding to honor a presumable Sunday resurrection that yes. never took place that's right that's right so even if it's even yeah. if it's we should keep the same day that Jesus rose on it's still the Sabbath yeah that's right it doesn't matter yeah that didn't change anything so I mean but it's 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 the it's the trickery in the wiles of Satan right mm -hmm. <laughs> I remember reading something about uh, Peter Marshall a preacher way back when and uh, he defined Satan as the personification of man. Mm -hmm. It's all the cogitations and, and imaginations and justifications of man's carnal mind. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Reasoning. Reasoning, yes. And then people would toss out the, or toss in the word from uh, Isaiah, I think it is, where it says, come and let us reason together, God says to, mm -hmm. to man. To the people come and let us reason together. Yeah, but what kind of reason are we talking, see, we're talking about? We're talking about God's reasoning. Are we talking about carnal reasoning or spiritual reasoning? Which is it? Is he calling you to just have a stupid conversation with him? Or is he calling you to hear what, what uh, he has to say mm -hmm. and uh, to, to, to receive explanation, to receive understanding, to inquire? <coughs> the thing is, is that when it gets down to it, as much as the carnal mind can put on a good show, the carnal mind and it can put on a very good show. The carnal mind is incapable of reasoning. Mm -hmm. It's not even capable of it. Spiritual reasoning. Well, I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm not even so sure it's capable of physical reasoning. It never, it never, the accumulation of man's reasoning never really amounts to anything productive or true or profitable. Mm -hmm. It always just finds clever ways of destroying things. Well, I think it's uh, it's more like what we've been talking about, where uh, it's not what you know, mm -hmm. it's what you do with what you know. Mm -hmm. And man is not capable of being faithful to to the truth right. that's been shared with him. Right. He's not he's not capable and of living it. In order to reason properly, you have to be willing to give up your ideas, and man isn't capable of giving up his ways. That's right. That's right. And so pride always gets in the way and turns a wise man into an idiot. Yeah. And wherever men seem to try to reason and, and, and believe the law and do it, they, they confound themselves. They, they fail. Mm -hmm. And they, they form organizations. They form uh, hierarchies. And they try to force their followers into a system of some kind of what they would call reason. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Mm -hmm. And why would they want to do that? It's not for God's glory. It's not for God's sake. Mm -hmm. But it's something they're up to. They're up to no good. Mm -hmm. Using God and His law, His whatever, to mm -hmm. do that. It's a perversion. It's like when you heard from the Lord saying, don't make them your own. 
Right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You were there. To, you were there to tend his flock, not yeah. claim it. Right. Amen. Yep. All right. Here are we. Okay. I hate those. Listen to this. <laughs> I hate those. We're not supposed to hate, are we? I hate those who are not completely loyal to you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Does anybody think of these words when they read them? I hate those who are not completely loyal to you. But I love your law. You are my defender and protector. I put my hope in your promise. How do we get defended? How do we get protected by the Lord? Keep his law. Mm -hmm. I put my hope in your promise. Go away from me, you sinful people. I will obey the commands of my God. Give me strength as you promised and I shall live. Don't let me be disappointed in my hope. Hold me. You know, he's asking. And you know, he doesn't, it's not that he doesn't trust the Lord, but he just, he just affirming that he trusts the Lord, that he knows who the Lord is and that the Lord is faithful. Mm -hmm. Hold me and I will be safe and I will always pay attention to your commands. Yes, you reject everyone who disobeys your laws. Their deceitful schemes are useless. You treat all the wicked like rubbish. I've seen that over and over and over again. The Lord treats all the wicked like rubbish. Mm -hmm. He does. He's pretty quick to toss them in the garbage can. No kidding. And this is the God of love. This is Jesus Christ, the, guy, the, the man who laid down his life for us. Mm -hmm. Go figure. So what, what's our concept? You know, this, some of this stuff seems to contradict itself. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's how we're seeing it or, and, and or is lacking a to see it. And here's a different definition of wicked, too. That's right. Because yeah. he judges the heart, yeah. not the appearance. That's right. That's right. So I can see where I'm glad that you brought that up because there are people who, who have had their handicaps, their infirmities, their, their faults, and whatever. Um, well, like David even. Yes. And still the Lord does, does not abandon them. And, and he does appoint a time. There are, there's a time for everything. And, and we, can't, we can't lose our confidence in him. We can't lose hope. But anybody who trusts in the Lord, commits himself to the Lord, has to be delivered. There's, there's, no, there's no way out of it. Mm -hmm. There's no way out of it. Because of you, I am afraid. Afraid? Mm -hmm. I am filled with fear because of your judgments. And there's so many people out there who say, what kind of God are you serving that you have to be afraid of him? Hey, that's not the kind of God. We want the God that loves. Well, it's so presumptuous. It's if you have a choice. Yeah. You didn't create yourself. You don't get to set the terms. Yeah, and you didn't create God either. Right. <laughs> you don't just get, well, we want this. We want, well, too bad. You get what you get. Yeah. That's funny. And the Lord basically says, you don't know what you're talking about. Right. You don't know how good you have it being yeah. afraid of me. Who are you listening to? Who taught you that? Right. Who taught you those lies? Where are you going with all of this? Are you going to church, by the way? Who's your pastor? Right. Who are your spiritual mentors? 
your spiritual elders, and you're talking claptrap like this to me? You're telling me that I have to be this soft, sweet, mushy-gushy guy mm -hmm. that just overlooks a lot of stuff? And the stuff that's happening today, when I was prophesying of all these things coming on the earth, I did not dream, I did not expect to see what we're seeing. It's amazing. It's amazing. It, it is so horrible, so putrid, so vile, so perverse, so decadent. It's beyond, it was beyond imagination. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Amazing. But it's all coming out and God is showing you very plainly what is right and what is wrong. What is true, what is false, what's good, what's evil. He's making it plain. I've seen him in history with the Dems and the Republicans, not necessarily that, uh, that you know, there are better Dems than there are Republicans and vice versa. It's not a matter of political lines, but, but the Lord has drawn out these parallels, these, these examples. It's amazing. And he's, and he's bringing people into a choice. People will, will talk, speak glibly of uh, uh, what uh, J.B. J.P. Sears will call right? And you know what he's referring to. And he's laying all that out for people and they have to make a choice. Mm -hmm. They're forced into a choice. So there are these people who say, oh, I'd never do that. I'd never take the shot. Never do that. I'd never do that. So they take it. Because there's a trip they wanted to make across the border. Or they wanted to see a mother who's begging them to get the shot so that they can come and visit her. Or, or they get her to take the shot. And then one of them dies. Mm -hmm. Big deal. How good was that? And you never know when that's going to happen. We're seeing people dropping dead for no reason. No apparent reason. Young people. People that have never had those kind of experiences before in society. Mm -hmm. And it's happening. And they still believe the experts. Eh? Mm -hmm. They still believe the guys... The guy who says, I am science. Wow. You know what? I would be there. I would be there if it wasn't for the Lord that has taken hold of me and pulled me out of the pit. I'd be there. I'd be there with everybody else. So I can't condemn anybody, but I, I do express shock and surprise that people can be so gullible, so naive, mm -hmm. so stupid, so sold out to pleasures. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's what David's expressing here. I don't think David is saying, oh, I'm nothing like these people. He did it all. That's right. He was guilty of things too. And, uh, and, and some of the worst kind of things. But he's still able to express where he's at, which is what the psalm is. Yeah. You know, because he says, basically, I've, I've never ignored your laws. Well, obviously, that's not true. And what would you do if you had a family and you loved your children? Right, mm -hmm. and you're about to lose your job if you don't get the shot, and you know that if you lose your job, you don't have a very good chance maybe of getting another job, mm -hmm. or at least it's uh, very risky, and they're forcing you, they're pressing you, and they're also moralizing, aren't they? Because mm -hmm. they're saying you don't care about your family, do you? Mm -hmm. You don't get the shot. Mm -hmm. You don't care about your family. You don't care about your mother. You don't care about the older people. You're just a selfish jerk, a social misfit. And if you don't have the Lord, if you don't have that faith that He'll provide for you, right? Then you don't have anything. If you don't see Him as your provider, right? Right, your sustenance, you you fall prey to the devil. Mm -hmm. You pray, f 
you you fall prey to to the powers of darkness. And you think how you know you can think like how horrible is that? But God puts you in a position. It's just a totally dire position. Yeah. And in the end, you're still faulted for not believing him. Yes, that's right. Because it's not good. Well, what, what kind of a position was Abraham put in? Right. With Isaac. Right. And so many others. And so many of the saints. We all have to go through that. Believers all have to be tried. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Where am I here? Obedience to the law of the Lord. That's the next, le next letter the, of the Hebrew alphabet. Uh, I have done what is right and good. Don't abandon me to my enemies. Promise that you will help your servant. Promise me. <laughs> mm -hmm. David's holding God into mm -hmm. account. Promise me. He's like a, a child. Yeah, yeah. Don't let arrogant men oppress me. My eyes are tired from watching for your saving help. You guys, a lot of people are just going to feel like God is not, just not answering me. Been there, and I'm still there on an issue here. And, 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 and I think, God, when will you answer? When will you show yourself? When will you do something about this? So we're all tried by God's word. He promises something. We're tried, and we have to hold fast. That's, that, that's what has to happen. We have to hold fast. Treat me according to your constant love. And teach me your commands. I am your servant. Give me understanding so that I may know your teachings. Lord, it is time for you to act because people are disobeying your law. Time for you to act because people are disobeying your law. And I, and I, and I look at the world today and what, uh, what's happening. I see uh, this lady arrested and rearrested and rearrested because she's standing up for, for what, what she sees and honestly uh, chooses as, as good for, for, for everybody in general, not just for herself. And there she is. I, I, I hate, I hate that. Mm -hmm. What, uh, what untrue, unjust, untrue is doing to her. Mm -hmm. I hate it. Now I know that all these things are happening for a purpose. That's the only solace I have. That's the only uh, comfort. Comfort. Reassurance. Yeah. Uh, I know that all these things have to happen and that God is in full control of both good and evil. So I understand that that has to happen. But David here is still saying, I hate all that kind of stuff. And we're, we're on one side or the other. Exactly. And I, and I think that's part of like the... Because people are always wrestling with that contradiction. Oh, well, it says love your enemies. Right. Here David's saying he hates his enemies. Yeah. And he had the Spirit of God. Right. He wrote the Scriptures, right. which are written, it says in the Scriptures, by the Holy Spirit. Right. Go figure. But there's like... There's a righteous hatred, a righteous love. Right. And there's an unrighteous hatred and an unrighteous love. Right. And we have to know the difference. How are we going to know the difference? We're going to know from the Lord. We're going to know from Him. He's the only one who can tell us. Mm -hmm. There's nobody else. And, and part of it is that David wasn't pleased to hate people. Right. And yeah. I think that would be the major difference between... For the wrong reason, you mean? 
Yeah, the difference between righteous hatred and unrighteous hatred yeah. is that righteous hatred isn't pleased to hate. Right. It can't help but hate it yeah. because it's so repulsive, it's yes. so ugly, it's yeah. so offensive. But a righteous hatred would be <laughs> glad to see that turned around tomorrow. Yeah. Whereas an unrighteous hatred is, well, it's a little bit more like Jonah, for example. It was just like, I knew you were going to do this. I knew you mm -hmm. were merciful, God. Mm -hmm. Where it's like he wasn't even glad to see unrighteous people turned around. Right. That's pretty bad. That's, that a, that's, <laughs> an, that's an unrighteous resentment. And yet there he was right. as the sign of the Son of Man. Right. Amazing. God you is know, in control of but everything. But he still had that virtue in him to say, throw me overboard. Right. Yeah. I'm the problem here. Yeah. There was still honesty there, even he if he, he was, was just cantankerous yeah. and bitter. Yeah. Yeah. There, there was a verse here somewhere where it says, teach me your commandments. And we think, well, all we have to do is trust uh, or, or uh, memorize the Ten Commandments. Just read them. We've got a pat. You know, right. we know, thou shalt not kill. Right. right? Okay, I know that, so I'm not going to kill. That's not what he's talking about at all. That's why he's asking the Lord to teach him the mm -hmm. meaning, the essence of those commands. There's a lot more to the command, thou shalt not kill, mm -hmm. than, than we can imagine. Mm -hmm. If it was so simple, I think we would have solved the killing problem already. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, there's a lot yeah. to unpack there. Sure. Because there's Absolutely. times to take life. Well, there was David killed Goliath and lots of other people. Right. And there was David, mm -hmm. and he was, by the law of God, worthy of the death penalty on two counts. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And the Lord didn't kill him. Right. And the Lord broke his own law, so to speak. And what about the king that preceded him, King Saul? He saved a life. And he lost his anointing with the Lord. Mm -hmm. He didn't kill Agag. That's that was right. The end of him. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so the atheists will come along and say, well, this Bible's full of contradictions. It's just right. a bunch of nonsense. I can understand. I can right. understand. God is making it impossible for you with your carnal mind to understand the right. Bible. Because it takes the mind of God to see the perfect consistency throughout. Amen. It's Amen. the same consistent judgment yeah. the whole way through. And, and people, I want to tell you, is what Martin just said, there is that perfect consistency in the mm -hmm. scriptures. Amen. And it's taken me years to understand it, to see it, but it's there. There's no foolishness there. Guys like Bill Maher and some of these others, these people who mock the Bible, you don't have a clue what you're talking about. You don't have a clue. But why do your mouths open? You just mm -hmm. know it all and you mock people who do have understanding, and you think you have so much that you're smarter. And you have your, your, your peanut gallery, your, your cheering mm -hmm. squad in your, in your studio there, and they're all supporting you and cheering you on, and you're, 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 you're just mocking the guys that you bring in there to, for, for that purpose, right, mm -hmm. to, to mock. You don't know what you're doing. And the doing. fools come to be mocked. And the fools come to be mocked. I've often thought about maybe one of these days being on one of those shows, having the opportunity mm -hmm. to speak the truth and not try and be this mealy-mouthed nice pastor who, who thinks he's going to win them with, with, with love and his mm -hmm. phony garbage. Mm -hmm. Ugh. Yeah, that's pretty gross. And they keep trying to be sweet. All right, we will continue here. We had a minor interruption here. Here we are. I love your commands more than gold, more than the finest gold. 
try and find somebody on the street out there like that. They don't like gold? They'd rather, what? No gold for me. They'd sooner so read the Bible? Yeah. <laughs> I got my Bible. I'm good. <laughs> I got this Bible so that I could find gold somewhere, somehow, and get it. Right. right? Yeah. And so I follow all your instructions. I hate all wrong ways. Yeah. The next letter of the Hebrew alphabet, de desire to obey the law of the Lord. Your teachings are wonderful. I obey them with all my heart. The explanation of your teachings gives light. And also, light gives explanation, mm -hmm. does it? To the teachings? And brings wisdom to the ignorant. Y you can find people who are just simple, but they've got something. Mm -hmm. you, you can find the people that are very sophisticated and wise, knowledgeable, educated, and they don't know a thing. They don't know a thing. They know nothing mm -hmm. because they know everything. Mm -hmm. In my desire for your commands, I pant with open mouth. Talk about a passion for God's command that you should pant with your mouth. You just you just wanting more, wanting more. Mm -hmm. It's just like a deer. It says in the scriptures, panting for, for, mm -hmm. for a brook, thirsty. Turn to me and have mercy on me, as you do on all those who love you, as you have promised. Keep me from falling. Don't let me be overcome by evil. Save me from those who oppress me, so that I may obey your commands. Bless me with your presence, and teach me your laws. My tears pour down like a river because people do not obey your law. It just so bothers you. It so hurts to see people not, not keeping his law. Mm -hmm. You see the damage they're doing. You see the consequences that they're suffering and that they're causing so many others to suffer. Um, how far do you think we should go? Is there anything else that we would uh, want to cover? Uh, we could leave. We could leave this off here. Uh, we've gone from what? 97 to what? 128? 120 to one? 136. Yeah. Let's do one more. I think. Sure. One more. The justice of the law of the Lord. The justice of the law of the Lord. There's nothing unjust about God's law. And yet they're throwing it overboard. They're ignoring it. They're, they're trashing. Here's, here's the uh, Supreme Court of the United States. Just uh, making illegal, invalid, Roe versus Wade. Mm -hmm. Making abortion illegal. Well, leaving it up to the states to decide. Right, yeah, but at least, at least. They're leaving an option Yeah. for it to be illegal. Yeah, yeah. Better, better than, than what was, mm -hmm. right? And now, and now they're in an uproar. Don't you dare tell us what to do. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare tell us what to do. Yeah, don't you we dare stick us. Don't you dare stick us with the consequences. Yes, we 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 hate the law of God, which is thou shalt not kill. We hate it, and we don't make any apology for it. Mm -mm. We'll 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 go and hold vigilances all night at the justices' houses, private homes. Threaten to kill them. Threaten mm -hmm. to kill them. Eh? That's how putrid America mm -hmm. is. And, and the arrogance. 
the arrogance of and Canada. Let's not let it, let's sure. not exclude Canada. The arrogance of and, and I say what women collectively or anyone who's supporting abortion rights or whatever you want to call them. But it's like the arrogance of them to decide that it's their body and their choice, as right. though they're not part of a collective mankind. It's like so right. your job is to right. reproduce humans, but like you're not your own. Right. It's not, it's, you know, that's right. It's not even your body. That's right. It's not. And and you know the very act of reproduction requires becoming one flesh. Mm -hmm. And if you're one flesh, well, then your body's no longer your own anyway. That's right. That's right. And so you're sitting there, and and the man has no ownership of it. He has no right. validity. Right. He has no say. Yeah. And and what? Since when did the the? Since when did females become totally? Full owners of autonomous. Auto yeah, well, just since when did they become owners of reproduction? Right. Yeah. They're 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 stewards yeah. of it yeah. to be sure. Yeah. But not owners of it. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. Pure wickedness. Pure That's evil. All it is. Yeah. Where am I here? Okay. The rules that you have given are completely fair and right. Completely mm -hmm. fair and right. Mm-hmm. Ah, yeah, well, that's the Bible. Let's burn the Bible. Let's get rid of the Bible. We need to get rid of the Bible. It's the source of all of our oppression. Hey? Well, right? you know what? That's true if you're perfectly evil. Sure. Then it is the source sure. of all your oppression. Sure. Yeah, sure. <laughs> my anger burns in me like a fire because my enemies disregard your commands. Isn't that amazing? What's he going to be doing with this uh, Supreme Court decision and so many other things that are happening? What's God going to do about that? He's doing something about it now. He's doing something about it now. He's bringing evil. He has brought evil on all these people that are hypocrites, liars, murderers, thieves. That's what he's doing. And he's using hypocrites and murderers and liars and thieves as his instruments mm -hmm. to punish the wicked. He's dealing with good and evil at the same time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's something. How certain your promise is how I love it. I am unimportant and despised. He's not saying I'm innocent and, and I'm a proud keeper and I'm good. He's not saying that. I am unimportant and despised, but I do not neglect your teachings. Your righteousness will last forever and your law is always, not usually, mm -hmm. it's not relative, mm -hmm. your law is always true. Mm -hmm. I am filled with trouble and anxiety, but your commandments bring me joy. Isn't that something? Your instructions are always just. Give me understanding, and I shall live. There's life in God's law, mm -hmm. God's word. So I think we'll leave it at that. Uh, that's finishing verse 144 and we'll continue with 145 the next time but this I, I think there's other things that we need to talk about and so take it away Martin so we're going to tackle this hair thing whatever untangle. yeah un untangle this hair situation no more tangles untangle this hair brain situation uh, here let me see something yeah here. go for it <laughs> We've posted a whole 
well, the, the, the case of long hair and uh, the uh, responses that people have had. <coughs> and I'm finding this wonderful. Uh, the Lord gave Ronnie revelation. Understand, it's right there, but it still has to be revealed. Mm -hmm. The simple thing can be right in your face and you won't see it. I have yet to see anybody I'm not saying it's not there, that other people haven't seen it or heard it. I can't say that. I can say that I've never seen or heard anybody with this revelation. God is not saying men cannot have long hair. Mm -hmm. That's not what Paul was saying. Mm -hmm. It's not Paul, what, what, what Paul was saying at all. And, and one day, but Ronnie's reading the Strong's Concordance, and, 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 and the simple truth is right there. I haven't seen anybody preach on this, but there it is, right there, right there. And it was just the most wonderful revelation. It has nothing to do with whether the hair is long or short or this long or that long or how far down it reaches on your body or whatever. Samuel kept his hair all his life. Must have gone down to the ground if he had let it out. I don't know what kind of hair Absalom had. But he had he had the most beautiful body and hair ever, mm -hmm. and his hair was his downfall, at least mm -hmm. partially. Uh, and, and then there's uh, Samson. He had long hair. Mm -hmm. The Nazarites. There was some sort of system of vowing unto the Lord, some mm -hmm. sort of discipline where you could take a vow to the Lord, and uh, and grow. And you're commanded to grow the long hair. So all that in itself right there, says long hair in and of itself on men is not wrong. In that case, Or God would, would never do that. He would never allow that kind of thing. It's more of an honor in that case. It was this Absolutely. Honor. Provide, yeah, and, and if you're faithful in that, in, mm -hmm. in everything that's required of you, it's not just wearing long hair and suddenly you're righteous with God. Of course. But uh, um, if, if long hair is not a problem, then what's Paul talking about? Well, he says, don't you know it's a shame or a disgrace for a man to wear long, wear long hair? And in looking in the original Greek, you discover that it's not a matter of how long your hair is, but what you do with it and how you make yourself look. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, ch I challenge a man out there any man out there who's normal in terms of sexual preference to marry me. Would you marry me? Do I look like a woman to you? Right. Well, and, that, and that's the interest. Am I, am I good enough for you now that I've got long hair? And that's the interest. Oh, the beard is a bit of a. Well, I can shave. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, <laughs> the, uh, <laughs> You're not thinking anything, are you? <laughs> no. No, I'm I not. don't think so. I'm just um, trying to be funny. Yeah, I, and, you're, and it's working. Um, but that... Uh, <laughs> uh, you got me off my... <laughs> Off my base here. I didn't expect a proposal. That's not easy. <laughs> um. 
I, but I like, excuse, let me interrupt here. <laughs> yeah, please I like, do. <laughs> I like, you know, there's, there's a lot of stuff I don't like about J.P. Sears, right? right? I mean, he comes up with some pretty vile stuff. But I'll tell you, I think he's one of the most powerful voices in the world with his uh, court jester approach, right. with, his, uh, with his, his wit, his knowledge, right. and the way he puts that thing, the, the message across with humor, mm -hmm. I, I think he's one of the most powerful speakers out there. I really do. Mm -hmm. And he's got long hair, he sure doesn't is. he? You know, you're not going to, you're not going to mistake him for a woman. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, what I was going to say is, is that religion always finds a way of throwing common sense out the window. Mm-hmm. And you know what? God has a way of tossing religion out the window. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Because it, it's exactly like you're, like you're trying to point out, like, I'm sorry, but you're, it's not obviously shameful have long hair. It's obviously shameful to look or act like a woman. Right. It's absolutely. And, it, and it's clearly shameful for a man to sit there and sculpt his locks. Yes. You know, that's, yeah. that doesn't work. Right. Women, w w they do their hair, they make it look pretty, it's beautiful, we all appreciate it. It's the glory of a woman. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with it. We don't it's beautiful. Think, yeah, we don't think anything of a woman taking the time to do her hair and look nice for people. Yeah. But if I was sitting there with my gel and... Yeah. It's yeah. like, like, what's wrong with yeah. you? Have you lipstick, have you today everything goes, right? Yeah. Well, I wasn't thinking lipstick, but I was, I was stopping that gel. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, that's as far as I yeah, was Yeah, I'm going too far here. Yeah, way too fast. Um, <laughs> I'm just saying that even, even you know, and, and men were supposed to be free of that kind of thought. Like, I'm not saying men should be walking around with their hair in any old direction looking right. like no. slobs. That's right. But... Like, as soon as you've put it in its reasonable place, you're free of any expectation to look any better than that. Mm -hmm. You can, yeah. you're free. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and it's... We it, don't have to be in the bondage of women. Well, in a certain sense, it's true. We don't have that same nature or anything. Yeah. No, for you, sure. You know, you can, you can just take your hair and, all right, straightened out. Well, you know, women go naturally. Yeah. Naturally, without yeah. anyone helping them, yeah. without anyone putting it in their mind, yeah. naturally take the time yeah. to yeah. to do something yeah. nicer than that. Yeah, and it's delightful to them. And it's delightful to everybody else too. That's right. But men with feminine hair and and vanity and well, like you say, makeup or Botox or yeah, nothing high that's heels acceptable and for anyone. Look again, <laughs> man, the perversity, the perversity. Well, of course, what they're gonna. They're going to censor us because of this kind of talk. Could well be. Could well be. But the Apostle Paul uses the word obvious shame. Yeah. Disgrace. Obvious shame. Yeah. And so if, if you've got, what, your, your long gray ponytail and a beard, where is the shame? Where is the disgrace? Where is the... It's disgraceful to be something totally opposite to the nature you were given. Right. That's disgraceful. Yeah. You take a, Especially you with a deliberate attempt to be the opposite. Right. Now talk about disgraceful. Right. Talk about decadent. Talk about perverse. And that's what the Apostle Paul is talking about. He's like, look, let's just use some common sense here. It's an obvious shame for men to do this. And mostly he was talking about women and what was an obvious shame for them. Yes. To not have their covering. That's now, right. of course, it wasn't quite so obvious with the women. And so he's saying, look, a woman just being out on her own without the covering of her head 
it's, it's shameful just like a man acting like this over here. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he was just yeah. using a man with girly hair and, and that vanity yeah. and femininity as a black and white example of what is obviously shameful. Yeah. But if, if long hair was such an obvious shame, like, how is it that all of the movies with Vikings and pirates and gladiators and strong men of old and they all have long hair mm -hmm. and no one's thinking like, well, that's pretty girly. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. It's, that's it's, right. Because it's not obviously shameful and none of the men are thinking, well, I'm glad I don't have girly hair like that. And none of the women are thinking like, what, is he gay? Yeah. None of that's happening. Yeah. Because it's not right. obviously shameful yeah. for a man to have long that's hair. That's right. Yeah. It's obviously shameful for a man to give up his masculinity. The, the issue there was, do you look like a man or, or a woman? Exactly. Right? That's the issue. Yes. It's not how long your hair is. Right. Because what, the, the word was translated better as like tresses or hairstyles. Mm -hmm. Like if you, if you got fancy locks. Mm -hmm. And Paul would have only used one or two adjectives, but you can get into it. And he would, he would tell you all kinds of things. It would, it would be about the, the... The obvious shame of yes. it. Yes. And if you're sitting there waffling back and forth being like, well, I don't know. Is it, is, it an, is it obvious or not? Like, well, obviously if it's, you know what I mean? Like, it's kind of a, a contradiction there. If you're humming and hawing whether or not having this ponytail is shameful or not, then obviously it's not obviously shameful. Because mm -hmm. yeah. it's not very obvious to you because you're doing a lot of thinking about it. Yeah. And I'm getting a few other people to think about it too. Right. And, and, and they're waffling back and forth and they don't know what to, and they should just be looking at it. Well, don't you know it's an obvious shame? Well. Is it a bird? Is it a plane? Right. No, it's Superwoman. Right. right? Yeah, no, it's just Victor with a ponytail. <laughs> but that's the absurdity of just, it. Just, right. just Victor with a ponytail. Just Victor with a ponytail. Trying, trying it's to that be. that guy again. <laughs> so it's, it, but that's what religion does. It makes people sit there and scratch their heads mm -hmm. and get really confused yeah. and talk about hair lengths and all the different things. Yeah. And it's in total plain sight. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what I wanted to say was that Ronnie received this revelation. Right. It's a wonderful revelation. And I've got about seven points to make on it. I don't remember what they are anymore mm, about, about, about the hair situation. You know, COVID came along and I, the barber just won't, didn't want me in there unless I wore a mask. So I said, mm -hmm. if we in this, I'm not going. Right. So I just let my hair go, right? Mm -hmm. uh, Marilyn could cut my hair for me. She did uh, for many years. It was fine, no problem. But I, I, I thought, no, no, I just, I didn't have much of a, I didn't have any kind of a spiritual conviction right. to do anything with my hair. It, I'd have to say, because people ask me, well, why did you do that? Why did you grow your hair long? You must have had some reason. It must have some good reason, seeing as how you're a victor. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any particular reason. I didn't. I, I think probably. And I didn't hear from the Lord saying, thou shalt not cut your hair from here on in. And I didn't make a bargain with the Lord. Right? I didn't do that. What? It just, it just like, I would say that probably you, if, if people are asking you why, that the answer would be like, because, I don't know, I felt like it. Pretty much. That's what I wanted to bring up here. I've been kind of puzzling over that. The Lord's just showing me to be free. Exactly. If you're stupid, okay, you're stupid. If you're, if you're, if you're, <laughs> if you're, what, what was the thing I used? It? Cheap? If you're cheap, <coughs> you're cheap, right? 
Yeah. You know, just be what you are already. No kidding. Don't don't try and be God. Don't try and pretend to be something you're you're not. Don't try and be virtuous in your own right. You got dogs meowing and cats barking. Right. I'm saying that's what we've got on our hands. Yeah. Is people, sure. everyone, everyone's figuring that it's more righteous to be something other than what they happen to be. Yeah, and you know it feels good to just have that burden off of you, trying to be something special or trying to be something good or 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 or, or reputable or whatever, mm -hmm. presentable. Mm -hmm. Fear of man mm -hmm. brings us near. Yeah, pride. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a wonderful. It's a wonderful. So th these things. These, these elements are converging here at this point. And then you, Ronnie receives this revelation. Uh, that adds to it. Mm -hmm. uh, wonderful, wonderful. There are a few other things I had mentioned. Don't remember mm -hmm. what they are now. But uh, I could just send them out or on a MailChimp or whatever. Um, oh, yeah. I've done close to what, four albums in music? Four albums? 40, 40 songs in the last five years, four years, mm -hmm. three years. Somewhere in that neighborhood. Amazing. And you know, I had all these fantasies, and I'll, I'll just be out with it, right? And people will say, well, that prophet thinks he's, he's that prophet, and he's had all these foolish thoughts. I'm just an ordinary guy, I, I, like anybody else. Mm -hmm. But uh, I had these ideas of being a rocker, and some of my music has some, some rock music in it, right? It does. And I like it. Mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't do it if I didn't like it. I believe you. And I, did, and I wouldn't do it if I thought it was a travesty against the Lord. Right. And the Lord never, ever rebuked me for it. He blessed me. He gave all this to me. He gave all this music. He provided the people. Um, and the resources. The resources, that's right. And that was, that was a big piece of it. That, that, that music cost a lot of money. Uh, there was no way I had anything like that. And the Lord just provided it. Mm -hmm. or, and the people to help uh, just wonderfully well. And, and, the, and the professional people mm -hmm. involved. Um, all, that, all that came together. All within these few years. And... I have lost this awe for celebrities. Like I could run, run into somebody on the street now or whatever, um, and uh, somebody that's famous mm -hmm. and very successful in, the sh in show business, um, musicians. I have some of these people involved in my music now. And then I've been working with, with uh, John Capek, uh, who's, who's who's had a lifetime of experience, mm -hmm. and he's got uh, a wheelbarrow full of talent and skills, and uh, it's been wonderful. And, you know, I, I held all of these people in awe, the musicians that he gets, Muscle Shoals, mm -hmm. connections and all that. It's not there anymore. The Lord set me free of all of that. Well, you met them all, and they were people. They were people. Everybody's a person. And, and, and the Lord's done that with me all my life. I remember when I, when I broke my leg and I was in the hospital and I'm going down the hall with my, uh, with my crutches and uh, I see my doctor sitting in the dining area. He was a pretty well respected doctor. Very much so. Yeah. He, was, he was a sensation uh, from the Second World War. Right. He made people walk who never thought they would walk again. And he's sitting there 
having his tea or coffee or whatever. And I, for some reason, just decided to go and join him. He was sitting there alone. And I wish I would remember that all the time. We visited for a bit. I just wanted to, to just be friendly. Mm -hmm. And I was very appreciative of what he'd done for me. You know, mm -hmm. he fixed my leg. They figured they were going to amputate my leg. First, they were going to fuse it. And then after that, I guess it gets bounced around a bit. And before you know it, they have to take it off. Take it off. Mm -hmm. and, I, and I just appreciated the man. And after that brief visit, he says to me, Victor, thank you for spending time with a lonely old man. For taking some time out for me mm -hmm. and talking with him, visiting with him, mm -hmm. a lonely old man. He just laid his heart out like that. And here's this professional, this man who knew his stuff. Mm -hmm. And he was a grouchy guy too. He'd come into my room and he'd, he'd uh, talk in a grouchy way. Um, but I appreciated him. He was just being being real. Mm -hmm. We don't get that good at your job wasting time on, on social formalities, that's for sure. And he had his idiosyncrasies. He had eczema. His hands were covered. He, he had about 200 pairs of white gloves hanging in his office. I was in his office once. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lines all over his office area mm -hmm. there, the reception area, and, the, and the, uh, sort of a, an eccentric assistant helping him. And it was... <laughs> Mm -hmm. It was a bedlam in, in mm -hmm. various But there he was, was just open like that. And he's saying that to me. And who am I? One of his patients, one of these idiots off the ski hills who, who nearly killed himself. That's right. That's right. And uh, that, that, that struck me. He was a person. He wasn't a doctor. He was a person. And I, and I run into all kinds of people like that. They're people. Mm -hmm. And, you know... We're people. We're people. And you don't have to, you don't, you're not any better if you have a PhD. You're not any better if you have some professional status or political status or, or, or anything like that. You're not any better. You were put there, all right, but you're still a human being, mm -hmm. okay? And so it, this is a lesson and, 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 and I wanna be able to just relate to people mm -hmm. that way all the time. And that's kind of what the Lord's done for me here. And I think this hair thing is part of that whole scene. Mm -hmm. You know? Uh, a lot of it you're not going to figure out. But that's just what <coughs> the Lord's been doing. But, you know, uh, <coughs> you know, we had an incident recently with a... Well, I, I, I think I'd call him a friend. I don't know if we need to get into all the details. But um, where you, you have to remind people, like, like are, are we just some scary people that write hard things and say things and everybody's so afraid but it's right. like you know like sometimes we're bothered with your behavior because we want to be friends and you're not acting like friends you're acting like you Idiots. know frightened animals <laughs> yeah it's like i want to go out in my pasture and just go say hi to my cows or my sheep and and you know, you just appreciate it when they come on over and you scratch their head and you say hi to them and they nudge you in the leg and and the ones that run to the other side of the pasture, eventually you're just like, well, we're not keeping you. You know, stop running all the way over there and be my friend. 
-hmm. You know, and the cows are never going to be in charge of me. There's a clear hierarchy. Yeah. And that's, that, you know, that's not up for review. I'm not calling people cows, but I mean, there's shepherds and there's sheep. But the shepherd still appreciates the sheep that, you know, I'll, I'll have, you know, I have some ewes in the flock and they're not that friendly all the time. You don't get to hear a lot from them. Mm -hmm. And most years they give birth and, you know, they don't need any help and it's no big deal. But, you know, when they need help, they take the time to come on over there and they mm -hmm. let you know and they're mm -hmm. much sweeter and much mm -hmm. more sensitive with you and they rub up against you and, and, and there was, you know, a few times in the last couple of years where I just looked at him and I'm like, oh, you've got some babies in the wrong position in there and you don't know what to do and you're trying to, you're trying to get some help. Yeah. And like, even that you appreciate. Yeah. Even when people only yeah. come to you yeah. and they're in need and they, yeah. they, 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 they're kind of like, yeah, I know, I haven't been that interested in you, but I really trust you and I need help. And you can appreciate that, but when everyone's just running all the time, like we're some kind of... Go ahead. Let me interrupt. Yeah, go ahead. A little quick tweak. Come with your problems. Come for self. For, for sure. Help, for help. Just don't expect us to live your life for you. Exactly. Exactly. That's not what we're here for. Right. We're not here, you know, you can't give birth for the sheep. And you right. can't raise their babies for them. That's right. So, but you're you're here to help them yeah. through trying yeah. traumatic circumstances yeah. where you actually need help. Yeah. If you don't need our help, if that you doesn't need my help, she just takes care of it herself. Yeah. You yeah. don't need people yeah. deliver my babies for me. I right. don't want to. I'm yeah. too lazy. Yeah. I'm too tired. Yeah. But yeah. No, I, I hear you there. But just stop running away all the time. Mm -hmm. You know the uh, the general discussion forum at the. I think it was Nicholas who pointed it out, like, don't, I, don't everybody be too talkative or something. Hi, Nicholas, we appreciate you. <laughs> it's nice to have somebody just say what everybody else is thinking for once. Yeah. You know, Ronnie and, and, and Jeannie joined the discussion group to see what's going on, and like, eh, that's the end of the whole conversation. Nobody's talking. Everybody's afraid of being caught saying the wrong thing, or I don't know what it is. Maybe they just quickly lost interest. <laughs> right. You can't make assumptions. Like and I'm not, I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad, but it's like you don't have to scatter to the corner when we show up. Yeah. We're just yeah. people. Like, don't you think we want friends too? Yeah. Right. People right. to talk to, people yeah. to fellowship with. Yeah. And, and, and if, we're, if we're doing things for you and, and helping you through a problem, don't you think we want to, like, have some fruit off the tree we pruned? Yeah. And... and have some interaction? There, there's the doctor that treated my, my, that fixed my leg was Dr. Duncan Kroll, and he'd served in the Second World War, mm -hmm. uh, fixing, fixing up soldiers. Mm -hmm. And uh, there he was. He wanted, he wanted some just general, what, empathy? Is that what you would mm -hmm. call it? Some, some, some inclusion well, in your life? If somebody like that doesn't have many friends, gave up everything yeah. to, to, what, to put people's legs back together? What's he getting out of that? Yeah. Money doesn't pay for that. No. And, and how, many, how many people did he have to try with every ounce of his being to put their legs back together and yeah. fail? And just yeah. all your efforts and they still lose their leg or worse yeah. or die. That's right. So, you know, like you're being forced to invest in people all yeah. day long, every yeah. day of your life with no guarantee of whether or not it's going to go well. And we can relate. Yeah. We pour all kinds of time and effort into people and some of them, well, some of them turn around and start cursing you. Yeah. You know, and, and some of them don't That's say right. much or That's they right. go their way. That's and right. some of them, things happen for them and they don't share it with you. 
Well, right now I've never done this, but I, you know, you talk about people cursing some. Uh, Dr. Duncan Kroll, never mind your doctor part, I bless you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I know that you've been gone for decades already into another world, but I know that the Lord's Amen. blessing you and taking care of you. And I, I appreciate how he used you in my life. Well, he brought you more than a glass of water. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Right. That's right. Yeah. So he, he didn't do it in the name of the Lord or in the name of a disciple. Right. But, but he did that. He was serving where he was serving. He was serving faithfully. He was serving and he well. And, and he, he was served saving the, and honestly. He served, served the Lord's disciple. And you know what? The biggest thing he did for me wasn't my leg. It was just what he said to me that day. Right. That was greater. Mm-hmm. That was greater. Mm -hmm. Just to be honest with me. Mm -hmm. Just to be straightforward, sincere, mm -hmm. humble. Right. I see that as far more precious mm -hmm. than him fixing my leg and saving it from being amputated. Right. And that's what the Lord is after. Honesty, truth, justice. That's what he's after. Mm -hmm. Amazing. I guess we're coming to an end here, or what, Martin? Is there something more that you want to? It's always next time. There is. Um, there's the Ron Wyatt thing. Mm -hmm. You know, the Lord's been using these things, marvelous things. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond me, he's just helping, helping himself, doing what he wants to do. And uh, he'll make me an idiot to, to, to what? Expose some things and um, the Lord sends a lot of stumbling blocks mm -hmm. into people's lives mm -hmm. to try them. Mm -hmm. And you know, he he puts people in a lot of circumstances where. Like he's, he tries to put, just try, he succeeds. He puts the pressure on people, puts that squeeze on them. And sometimes, you know, I, I remember when, when, when Dennis and it's just like, am I crazy or, or is it just this like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Come uh, you on, know, you guys. Didn't, didn't this just happen, you know? <laughs> and, and I see some of the correspondence on the forum and I see some of the people commenting there. And, and I feel like I'm in a room and I'm thinking like, all right, everybody has an opinion about what's happening here. Right. Everybody has a thought about it. And I'm, I'm pretty sure if everybody would open their mouths, most of them would say the same thing at the same time. And yet they're all living alone in their world. And they won't just say the plain obvious thing and, yeah. and, yeah. and be free. And just get it off your chest. Just say it already. If you see something... So you don't have to allude to it. You know, even Nicholas there, you know, it's getting awfully quiet around here, whatever he said. Uh, don't everybody yeah. talk at once? Right. As you can see, it's a real happy... I forget what it's called. <laughs> Something to that effect. <laughs> you know, and it's like, like, I appreciate that. Like, just, just say it. And, and he was all... <laughs> uh, I loved your letter, Nicholas. Despite your problems, I, I got a kick out of it. Because he's just telling the truth. Like, yeah. Like you, That's the you, pleasure. Yeah, like you, you expect me to, to, I'll just out you, you expect me to weigh in on your hair, Victor? Like, I'm a basket case. <laughs> I'm trying to figure <laughs> myself out. I don't have time to think about your hair. And I'm like, <laughs> right on, man. <laughs> right Why on was the I ever angry about Yeah, right. <laughs> but it's like, it's Treat true. Treat me like that. It's true. 
It's and, and and it wasn't that your point wasn't even that they should have all had a thought about it. Right. You're just you're just. What are your thoughts? Yeah, stimulating it's, people. Yeah, yeah. What are you What are you thinking out there? Yeah. And that's what he was thinking, and he said it. Yeah, that's right. And and you know he thinks he's putting his life on the line, like we're going to ax him, and it's like, you passed. <laughs> An Israelite indeed. Right. In whom there is no guile. Yeah, he just right? tells you. What's an Israelite? Right, a believer. It's a true Jew. At the end of Romans chapter 2. Right. A true Jew is him that is circumcised in the heart, not in the flesh. Right. It's not, it's not you making out to be something or doing something physical or ritualistic. Right. It's just being plain, honest, straightforward, not pretentious. Right. Just, just be yourself. Right. That's a wonderful place to be. Right. That's just a wonderful place to be. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess we've said enough for now. There's, there's more, Lord willing, maybe another three months or whatever. <laughs> three months, three days could be three days for all we know. We don't know. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we've maybe done a little bit of finger pointing or whatever, but not for evil's sake, by God's grace. Just, just get honest, and be just, mm -hmm. and care. Mm -hmm. If all you can do is, is criticize or condemn, to be just and honest, then right. to hell with you. Yeah, right. That's not honest. Go your way, doing something else, somewhere else, with somebody else. Honesty. In We're the not interested. Honesty in the name of hurting your neighbor is is deceitful. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Well. Um, I'm going to say something I haven't said before on these pre presentations. The Lord bless you people. Do what's right. May God give you the faith, the power, mm -hmm. the courage to do what's right in His sight. Mm -hmm. Not ours. Not your own. Not anybody else's. Mm -hmm. The Lord's. Amen. Amen.